We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Trying not to score everything with about 30, 33s or something. Yeah, I mean, we kind of felt that. We kind of feed off that energy. This place is amazing. Like, I, I really love, I really love Duke and I love the atmosphere I'm in here. Mark Williams, beast mode. Paolo, first half, he had the cramping stuff. Fair enough. Beast mode. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, the crazy cast. I'm back. Been a, been a while. I think it's been like, you know, maybe a week or so or a week and a half for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm here with my guy, Russ. Ryan is somewhere um, <laughs> out of out of contact. He's in the forest somewhere. No no service. Um, yeah. So it'll be me and Russ tonight. Uh, we many, got a lot- one too many gummies for Ryan. One too many gummies. Oh, man. Oh, man. The kids, if the kids watching, I'm not. I don't know what he's talking about. I think he's talking about <laughs> um, actual gummy bears, like real candy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but oh yeah, we did do an audio podcast only. So actually, let me let me start that start it off with that. Number one, shout out to the field of '68. Um, we will do more audio only shows. So please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, go ahead and follow us there because we're definitely going to do a, a little bit more of that because um, every time, you know, like Ryan is unavailable now, we can't always be live <laughs> at the end of game. So, you know, yeah, uh, if you, we're going to give you more. Just some of them will be audio only. Um, but, yes, with that being said, I have a lot to talk about. We have last game against Pitt. We didn't talk about We weren't live for that. We have – Tonight against Louisville, Ooh. we have, you know, I see a lot of people ask me over the weekend, can y'all talk about Tyrese Proctor? Well, I guess that's dead Man. now. I don't, yeah, we can talk about it now, but I, I don't think it's going to be the talk y'all want to have. Uh, you know, Sean Stewart, a lot of stuff, you know. Uh, but first, let's, let's start off with tonight. Um, another win, at least nine of our last ten. What are your first thoughts, Russ, after tonight? Had to win. Had to win one, right? We just had to win it, and we did. Uh, we're at the point now where every game really matters, really, really matters. And so we just can't lose at this point. Uh, you know, forgetting, forget the ACC uh, title race. That, that ship has probably sailed unless something very strange happens. That ship has sailed. 
But what ship has not sailed is the potential of if we perform very, very well uh, down the stretch and win a lot of games, we can still get like a three seed. I, I think that's completely reasonable. Um, you know, we can set ourselves up still and we can grow, we can develop. And so that was something that we saw today, obviously, with the Sean Stewart minutes, which everyone has been asking for and we got and it was great. Uh, and he performed really well. I really hope he performs more going forward. People have been asking about Tyrese Proctor. We got some really good Tyrese Proctor today. When Jeremy Roach went out, he stepped up. Uh, I think there's definitely a question, and we can talk about this later, uh, of like whose team is it? You know what I mean? Like we can we can have it's not a, a question. Is it a question? I I think from a game to game perspective. It, and like a half to half perspective, it kind of is like we know who our most reliable guy is down the stretch. Uh, but outside, like, but who's the guy that like can get us 25 every night? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't, we have, we can have a conversation about it. Right. Uh, but Proctor, at least tonight showing some glimpses of like, we thought that Proctor was going to be in that conversation. And when Roach went yeah. out, Proctor stepped forward, and that was really, really good to see. It was great to see Mark Mitchell looking healthy. Uh, really need Jeremy Roach to be healthy for this stretch coming up. Um, I didn't mean to put that comment up for so long. I was really looking at my phone, just clicking comments. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> my fat bro, I did not. Uh, really he's roasting Ryan on the uh, on the feed. Yeah, no, I, I get the look. If, if you define whose team is it by who gets the ball with three minutes left, then yes, it's Jeremy Roach. A hundred percent. I completely agree. I just mean there are stretches like Jeremy Roach is the, the Quinn Cook of this team, right? Is that fair? Is that a fair assessment, Zion? Um, see. Or, or is he only, just my... having to do a lot more right now? Like, I think that in January of 2015, when Tyus was kind of struggling, Quinn Cook did have to do a little more. You know, yeah, like, yeah, but but I I will say with the Quinn Cook, Quinn Cook had Jaleel, so like there was a, a, a established dominant yeah. number one force, and we're gonna touch on you know the guy who was supposed to be that, but like you yeah. know, um, Jaleel was for sure number one, like yeah, you're right. Was, it, it was him and uh, Frank Kaminsky all year. Who's gonna be player of the year? You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a little bit different because I think we do rely on. Jeremy Roach more than we relied on Quinn Cook. But I, I think that's part of the issue. It's not that Jeremy like can't do it, but we've got we've got guys that can go off for 25 and who just aren't necessarily doing it consistently. And I mm. think that that's, that's more of the issue that we have going on here. I, I Look, I was on the last podcast saying Jeremy Roach, in my opinion, should be a first-team All-ACC guy. You know, like, you're not going to find somebody with more great things to say about Jeremy Roach than me. Uh, but I do think we need guys like Flip or Proctor, maybe. Um, we've seen Jared McCain at times show flashes that he can score 20-plus in a game. You know, I, I just wonder who is carrying us in the middle of games during those big runs. You know what I mean? Unblock yeah. me. I, you probably deserved it. <laughs> so, yeah, I I, I want to know who – I want to know who runs everything on a play-by-play -play basis for the duration of a game. Because Jeremy Roach is the guy in the clutch, but I don't know that Jeremy Roach has consistently this year been a 25-plus 
point scorer type of dude. Well, well, well I mean, twenty five plus. That's such a that's a he's hard not, number. He's not creating college, off the bounce. Right? He's creating he's creating a lot off the catch, right? And and he's yes. doing some dribble drive, which is nice. But like, I think the team is looking for Flip to be the guy, or is looking for like they did tonight when Roach went out, is looking for Proctor to be the guy. I just I I wonder. Going forward, especially when Roach gets back in, like when Roach gets back in, is Proctor going to sit back? Because I think, as we talked about previously in the season, I kind of think no. the best version of this team is when Proctor is at his best and is being aggressive. Like, will yeah. he stay aggressive uh, when Roach comes back? The, but that's the thing. Uh, and I, I tweeted it before uh, before the game ended. If we get this Tyrese Proctor the rest of the season, and not even in terms of production, 24 points and all that, just in aggressiveness. Yes. Then, number one, it's not going to be Jeremy that's – it's not going to be a matter of if he's going to fit with Jeremy. I think it's going to be Caleb Foster's moving back to the bench and Tyrese yes. Proctor is back as a starter. Um yes. That's going to be, the I think, the biggest change. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't think – 25 points per game in college is and, and, and that was a random that was a random number. Okay, you yeah. Know what I mean? like, okay, that was a random so, number. Yeah. Yeah. And we're getting 18 a game from Flip. Although we you know we're gonna talk about Flip. I know. But like, you know, I think 18, 19, 20 is the range you need for like, you know, a great team with a lot of talent. I mean, Paolo, what what was Paolo? 19, 18, maybe even less than that. It might have been – it depended on the tempo that we were playing. I don't remember exactly the tempo we were playing that year. But, yeah, we need – but Paolo is a great example because we've talked about uh, repeatedly this season. Our offense sometimes needs a guy who we just, like, throw the ball to, go get points for, like, several possessions in a row. We saw Proctor do that tonight. It was great. Yes. Right? Um, we have seen in other games Flip do that. We have also seen towards the ends of games, we have certainly seen Jeremy Roach do that in spots where we really needed him. And frankly, we've yeah. even seen at times Mark Mitchell get really aggressive and be a guy who could do that. So, like, uh, Mark doesn't have, like, the diversity of skill set necessarily, mm. but, like, he can be really aggressive. He can do a lot of things. Right. So, I don't know. It's just – it's an interesting role allocation situation that we've got going yeah. on is really what I've been dancing around here, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, ideally – Flip should be that guy. I guess we could just jump into Flip. Um, Flip should be that guy. He should be, um, you know, the guy we could throw the ball to, get a bucket every time, or at least not get a bucket. What he was doing at the end of last year was, you know, drawing fouls, which, you know, could sometimes land him in trouble because he's contact searching all the time. Um, but, yeah, it goes back to our last conversation, our last podcast with me on, we got to jump into it, man, because I remember vividly someone had an A- minus for Flip, and I told you exactly why there's no chance in hell Flip deserved an A- minus for his first half of the season. It, I didn't it, even it, give him an A-, minus. I gave him an A. <laughs> oh, you I gave, gave him an A. Yeah, I you gave, gave him an A. Minus. Yeah, you gave, correct. You, you gave him a, a perfect grade, essentially, because that's no. It. You get. A, I gave Jeremy no, no, Roach no. an A plus. I gave Jeremy Roach. There is no A plus, brother. When we're looking at there the is an A grading, plus. When we're looking at the college grading scale, if you have all A's, you have a four point oh. So Flip was given. Well, Jeremy a, Roach has a four point five. <laughs> Flip was given a perfect score, 
And I said, it, there's no way in hell we could give Flip a perfect score because he has too many games where he disappears and, you know, um, he gets off to slow starts. And in hindsight, that kind of is what leads to our losses and then what leads to our games of struggle because the guy we look to lean on isn't, you know, either anchoring us down the stretch or getting us off to a good start. Then who are we leaning on? We're leaning on, oh, we're hoping Tyrese Proctor shows up. We're hoping Jeremy McCain has, you know, a big game. We're hoping, you know, Jeremy Roach leads us, you know, flip. Flip, in my opinion, I don't think, like I always say, I don't think he's having a bad season. He's not having a bad season. But we're, we're, we're too often looking at inconsistency and not dominance. And, you know, I think um, his dominance was supposed to kind of – he was supposed to take that step. And for just judging off of his end last year, and to me, he's – I don't want to say he's taking a step back, but it's not a step up from last year. This is not a step up. I just don't – I don't think, you know, he's been the player that we need, you know, overall. Yeah, he really didn't respond well to our audio podcast, did he? Um, <laughs> you know, he, he put me in a bad spot. Come on, man. Uh, you got to – when I when I give you oh, the oh, A, be, you, but you Before you get into him, before you get into him, I did want to highlight, we are back with Twitter comments. Shout out to Twitter, everybody on Twitter. Oh, really? Um, yeah, we got Twitter comments, man. They coming in, like, shout out my guy, Justin. He's been following me for a long time. Man, shout out I to the Twitter Twitter people. I didn't know that changed. That's great. Yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I tweeted about it a little bit today, and somebody left a comment. Uh, I, saw, I saw it go by. There is a distinct difference between frustrated flip and pissed flip. And I think that pissed flip is is really good and really aggressive and looks more to assert his will rather than draw fouls, uh, right? Like, I, I do think flip gets caught up in the I'm trying to draw fouls game. I think that he gets frustrated when he turns the ball over and he kind of does the like, <laughs> you know, like that wasn't a foul. <laughs> Are you serious? Right? He gets... He gets into that mode for stretches, uh, more stretches than we need. Because I, I think, again, if we're trying to draw a very loose 2015 comparison, we do kind of need him to be the Okafor of this team. And I and uh, Okafor had consistency. And Flip has had games where he is great. He's had stretches. He obviously had some plays tonight that were really good in key moments where we definitely needed him. And he delivered. And so that was great, but he also had bits where we were starting to slide, where we I, where we looked to him and he looked frustrated, rather than going, "This is my team. I'm throwing the team on my back." Instead, he, he kind of he looked a little sulky. And I said on our audio only show, I don't mind if he looks sulky as long as he is playing hard consistency uh, consistently and delivering. But if he's looking sulky and, and not delivering consistently, then that's a problem, obviously. Um, so yeah, it's not been a good week for flip. Uh, I uh, need to re up my Ken Palm subscription. It actually expired this afternoon. Uh, <laughs> Ironically, 
ironically, because I was going to look up, I would imagine that he's probably dipped a little bit in their Ken Palm Player of the Year rankings. Man, so. them, those Ken Palm rankings don't mean nothing, bro. Because I know even they don't when, mean anything to you. It, even, when they, it, even when they had flip second, I told you, R.J. Davis right now is the ACC Player of the Year. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I don't think it's close at this point. I really don't think it's close. I think you're right. Uh, especially given that they are going to win the ACC by like two games or more, and he can't miss any shots ever at any point, apparently. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is a huge, huge problem. I I like that you pulled up this comment. Um, for those of you listening, which by the way, everybody here, if you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to us. And even if you're watching right now or listening uh, right now, do download this podcast when it drops uh, so that we can once again boost those Apple numbers. Uh, the comment is Duke's biggest problem is MFs come in and don't fear Duke. They pull up with hands in their face and drive with ease because they can. Well, part of the pulling up with hands in the face is because our backcourt is short, <laughs> which obviously bit us in the ass against Pittsburgh in a massive way. But I do think there is a disconnect between uh, – what we expect Cameron Indoor, especially going back to last game, what we expect Cameron Indoor Stadium defense to be versus what has delivered. And this honestly even goes back. I know we won every game at Cameron last year, but it even goes back to the last couple of years of Kay's era. Um, teams don't seem as intimidated by Cameron right now. And I don't, and I kind of wonder if there is a sense of complacency. Um, you know, you would maybe it was you that texted me this, Zion, uh, that that Flip had made a comment after the pit game of, oh, well, like this is their championship. Wasn't it you that that yeah, texted me yeah, this? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I don't think that is a good comment for. Uh, normally, I don't give a shit what players say after a game. I don't think that's a good comment, largely because of what it implies. It implies that Pitt wanted it more. And when our season, when our ability to win a championship is, and especially an ACC championship or a national championship, depends largely upon making sure we get good seeding, making sure we are progressing. If we don't care about games at home, then like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like every game at Cameron Indoor Stadium should be Duke's championship. Like they should 100% hold serve at home, no matter what. They should be the ones with more energy than the opponent at all times, no matter what, especially at home. On the road, it gets harder. I get it. But like at home, that was the worst part of the pit. Not even that we lost two starters down. It was, it was the effort level. It was the energy level. It was the fact that players didn't seem pissed that Pitt was doing this to us. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the thing that really needs to change this season more than anything else. And that's what kind of has been haunting Duke a little so far this season. We've got to we've got to flip that switch and look like the team that wants to win more rather than the team that is the championship for everyone else. Yeah, because if yeah. we play with that mentality, you know who's you know whose championship it's going to be? the first round of the NCAA tournament when we play a <laughs> seed, it's going to be their championship, right? And so if we go in thinking, well, it's their championship, that's bad news, brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And and that 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 like I don't like even. I think I, I tweeted something and I just took it down because I'm like I'm not even gonna try to draw that negativity to Flip. Um, but it, even the fact that Flip uh, said that was just it was a little like, okay, this team doesn't have the mindset right, or at least you know from the outside looking in, saying something like this was the other team's championship as to why they came out with energy, why you know they beat you on that night. You can't be saying that. Not a player. That's a Duke Twitter. That is a Duke Twitter comment. That is not a comment for yeah. a Duke player. Let the Duke Twitter people say that was their championship. If you're wearing I hope, Duke I hope on that's your the actual Luke Kennard in the comments. I hope it's actually Luke Kennard. Where is he? Is it Twitter? No, somebody I just see a comment scrolling by that says Russ is that hilarious. is probably Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard be watching the show. Let me click. Well, well shout out Luke Kennard, man. Dude, I, I tell you what, first of all one of the best offensive players I've ever seen. But the last, when you look at the worst teams that Duke has lost to in the last 25 years at Cameron, Duke has uh, lost six of them in the last. That's not the real, that's not the real Luke Kennard, by the way. Oh, whatever. I still shout out Luke Kennard. I've seen him watch the show before though. Yeah. 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 The worst teams that Duke has lost to in Cameron in the last 25 years Seven of them, like all seven of them, have been 2017 and later. Six of the seven have been 2020 and later. And five of them were 2021 and later. You know, obviously 2021 was uh, was three of those losses, right? But, like, I think it says something that from 1999 all the way to 2016, we didn't lose bad games at Cameron. We never did. Part of it was that the ACC was actually good. But, like, <laughs> you know, we didn't lose – Bad games at Cameron ever, 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 ever. And now we've got to be at a point where we're worried even about home games, dude. Yeah. But you know I, mean? I won't I, I won't even say that fully. I'm worried about home games. Um just because I mean last year we did go undefeated at home. We did, and that was great. Yeah. But it's not even like we didn't have a couple of stinkers at home that we just won. You yeah, I mean? but I, I think I do think that's consistent every year. We do have some stickers at home. Um, Not maybe, against teams as bad, man. Not against teams as bad. Y- yes, but I will say, I mean, I'm not making an excuse that, yes, the, two of our starters were out, but you definitely have to factor it into that home. You know, I'm not – I, I don't it. think – I don't think, you know, we're going to be in a situation – we're definitely going to be in some close games. Carolina um, – I don't even know who else is coming to Cameron. Um, Clemson this weekend. Clemson. Oh no, I'm 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 very on the I'm very have been all year on the uh, train that Clemson is they're a fraud team. Um, but let me knock on wood because we we played them this week. Oh man. Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, Clemson. You, you knocked you knocked and my dog thinks someone's at the door now. Oh my fault, my fault, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think you know, for the most part, we get it done at home. Um, it was kind of different cir- circumstances this time around, but I mean, obviously, you know, still can't have the mentality that Flip said of this is going to be their championship because, you know, as a Duke player, you should expect that. You know, you should expect that you and you should show up to play every game. Every we game matters also- in college basketball. We also almost lost, if we're being honest, to Georgia Tech at Cameron. We almost got swept by Georgia Tech. 
right? We had a couple plays go our way at the end. Shouldn't have ever been that close. Georgia Tech is a bad team. I know they beat us at home, or I know they beat us at Georgia Tech, and they gave us a hell of a game at Cameron. Doesn't matter. They are not a good team on the whole sample size. They're just not. And we let them hang around. We we messed around with them. We played with our food. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. Like, we shouldn't do that. When when guys post on Twitter, this shit drives me. This is, it's, it's taking all my strength to not swear a lot. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to hold it back. But when I see people online being like, you know, in 2004, we would struggle in January too. Yeah, dude, to teams that were just outside the top 25. Yeah. You know, like we lose to teams that are like a two seed in the NIT. And that's like oh. the worst possible loss that we would have that season. You, like you, shit is different now. It just is. And in ACC play, Georgia Tech is not sniffing the NIT, dude. Pitt yeah. is not making the NIT unless some shit really goes their way. And we let them off the hook, as they as the line famously goes, right? Yeah, I, it's, it's even, man. Even to that point, like I was scrolling, I, I forgot who I, I don't think it was with y'all. I was talking with my, with my friends. I was looking at the ACC with Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum's year. We're talking Talk about, about you're talking about <laughs> the worst teams, the worst yes. teams in the conference: Pittsburgh, NC State. They had pros. They had Dennis Smith Jr., a top six pick. Uh, Pitt had Cam Johnson at the time, who was making $100 million in the NBA. Like, then you just start scrolling up. Start looking at Virginia has three pros. You know, uh, Wake has John Collins. You know, every team had an elite player or player that's playing in the NBA. And then, obviously, about six, six teams were ranked. But you know what? But you know what happens when you bring up that shit, though. People would be like, "Well, Blake Henson could play in the NBA." <laughs> I mean, I, like maybe, like I, 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 you know, but but he's not an NBA player now. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that yeah. team is not good, dude. It's not. Yeah, yeah. it's and crazy. The ACC, ACC is nothing. Like I get people saying, "Yeah, you know." We struggle in the uh, ACC. We we struggle in January and all that, but like it's never we, at we home. Don't, like that dude, we don't. Although we we've had had some bad home losses over the years, but we don't. I just listed them. I listed the worst ones. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But I, I just think we, obviously we just don't have the the leverage or you know the um, opportunities to you know recover as much as we did in the past. Yes. which is obvious. Um, but yeah, I think I think Duke still Carolina's right now is in obviously they have full control of the ACC. They're they're they control their own destiny. Um but Duke Duke has to make sure that they at least get one in that rivalry. At least one aim for two. Aim for two obviously. Duke's, um, just Yeah, Duke's only real shot at an ACC regular season title is to sweep UNC and not lose another game, (laughs) which is just not realistic with what we've seen from the team so far. We couldn't even cover against a historically bad Louisville program. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's tough. Yeah. Moving on. To another person we gotta talk about because this guy has been a big topic on our show 
and you know we stopped talking about him. Oh, Sean Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're back. We're now we're back to okay, Mr. <laughs> Sean Stewart. Sean Stewart. I, I thought, your tone made it sound like we were going to talk about somebody bad again. I was like, oh no, 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 no. We, we're we're going like, to touch. We're going to touch on Sean Stewart first because um, it's been you know some, I guess polarizing. You know, it's been a polarizing debate. People saying Sean Stewart shouldn't be anywhere near the floor. He's always lost on the court. Oh God! Some some, some people say <laughs> Sean Stewart should start. You know, there's an in between. I think where we we have kind of resided where we believe that it doesn't hurt to play Sean Stewart. It doesn't hurt to play Sean Stewart, and you have to number one build up his confidence. I think a lot of people. A lot of people see he's a jitterbug on defense. He's very all over the place sometimes. But you got to factor in as a young kid coming in, his confidence is definitely not as high as it should be when you're kind of getting pulled every time you do something wrong. It's going to kill your confidence. And now you kind of see, you kind of, you've seen over the, you know, past games he has played. He'll make some good plays, <coughs> he'll have some bad plays. But you kind of got to factor in he's playing every six games or he's playing every three games in important minutes. But tonight, John Shire um, decided, you know, it was time to give him some important minutes on the run. And I think we kind of saw his value with this team. Um, no one's saying he has to drop 10 and 10. I don't even need five points from him. He just got to be an active body, you know, provide defensive help, you know, be a lob threat for us at times. Hit your free throws when you can, um, but I thought I thought we unlocked something now with um, this flip, um, Sean and Mark front court defensively. I love it. Offensively, it's gonna bring what it does, and I think against better teams, they might you know attack, you know make maybe easily to shut us down offensively. But there's a lot of defensive upside with those three in the front court. So I thought I think it's time to. Fully unleashed Sean Stewart. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, uh, you know, there are people who will uh, suggest that you don't know basketball if you think that Sean Stewart should be playing more. And I think uh, those people don't know basketball. I am always just sort of befuddled. You know, like one of the things that people used to ride Roy Williams' ass about was that he would play guys who were young who he would make mistakes and leave him out there. Like people would get mad that he wasn't playing his stars like 35 minutes, but also Roy was a very effective, say what you will about him. He was a very effective developer of talent. You know what I mean? Like, so Duke, if, if John really does want to be a guy and he's talked about it in interviews where he's got a uh, continuity year in and year out, you've got to play the young guys. Like you have to, even if they make mistakes, you have to let them make mistakes, play through those mistakes, make positive impact, learn from their mistakes, and grow. And Sean Stewart shows enough positive value on the court when he's there. I mean, like, it, you, use your eyes. Like, he's playing with energy every single time he's out there. Sometimes he gets a little lost in rotations. You know who else does? Jared McCain and Caleb Foster. You know what I mean? But we play them, you know, because they're young and we – and mm. we get through it right i i don't know why there's a reluctance there when sean is clearly more switchable on the perimeter than ryan young god those pittsburgh possessions oh, where man. we had ryan guarding the perimeter three or four times you could point to those choices as and say these are things that cost us a game you know like yeah. sean stewart is not a liability out there he's not he might he might let some things slide off ball, but but he's a freshman. He's got to learn, and and we mm-hmm. saw tonight just how much energy he provided. Like we were in a very close game, and this is one of the most optimistic things I can say about you know how uh, Sean's minutes played out. We were in a close game. Sean was in there. He committed like a foul or two, right? But John let him keep playing. And notice the game stopped being as close, right? The lead started to grow. And instead of pulling him out, we left him in. And Mm -hmm. the lead lead was secured. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that if you let him learn from his mistakes and keep playing, that on a large sample that he is a net positive player. And furthermore, he's a guy that we absolutely want next year with Cooper Flagg. Like, I – We've got to make, like, I'm just going to say straight up, John Shire, play Sean Stewart because I want to see Cooper Flagg and Sean Stewart in a front court running transition opportunities next season. It would be fucking lightning, dude. It would be incredible. Like, but you've got to play him. You've got to play him, man. Okay? and it's yeah. not like so once it'd, it'd be one thing if Duke was a one seed right now with what was happening, right? Mm. If Duke was a one seed, then it's like, okay, trust the process. I understand. We're not. So let's try some things. 
And even with that, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, Ryan, um, not Ryan, why say Ryan? <laughs> Sean, Sean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sean shouldn't, uh, must be having terrible practices, you know, must be, you know, um, the worst practice player if he's not able to get on the floor. From what I've heard, twiddling his thumb. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? From what, from what I've heard, uh, Sean had to learn three positions. So the three, the four, and the five. Um, it takes time. It takes time for a freshman um, to to definitely get right. So I've heard he's up to speed at this point. Um, but that was like the kind of yeah. the, the hurdle he had. And, you know, that's hard, you know. Um, I know yeah. a lot of people, and it kind of goes back to Russ, Russ's point, you got to let freshmen fail. We look at last year. Derek Lively in the beginning of the season, y'all remember what he looked like? Oh, my like, mentions, dude. My mentions. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, like Derek Lively, people weren't weren't like I remember Duke's Twitter vividly because I was fighting against it. People were saying Derek Lively should should be getting DMPs. Should, I had should a, not be on the court. I had a I had a very high ranking sports media member who will go unnamed say to me. <laughs> Maybe Derek Lively is just a pussy. And <laughs> I was like, dude, he's 18 or whatever. He's gonna he's gonna have some dud games. Everyone does. People don't remember Tyus Jones's bad games in the mm-hmm. middle of the season because he was great at the end of the season. People don't remember Jason Tatum having some struggle games because he turned it on. You know, like every freshman is going to take lumps unless you're one of the best players on planet Earth already at age 18, which very, very few people are. Yeah, so yeah. let him play, man. Like, like and, and the kid, the kid, I mean, he won. What's the iron? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, iron, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yes. I forgot what it is. He had the, the best in the weight room. I don't think it's the iron horse. It's not it's, the iron horse. Someone will say it in like, the comments. It's shit like this. <laughs> he's the best in the weight room, but like that just shows his character that he's definitely yes. a work, hard-working kid. He's not like a he's not like a guy who's just expecting the guy. You look at the guy on the bench. The Mark had a dunk today. He he jumped off his chair like Joe, yeah. Jordan Goldwire used to do. Like he, I don't see why that that guy you would keep him off the floor. Seems like a guy that's just gonna bring energy. I mean, that's what that's what we want him to do. Is just bring energy. Um, give us athleticism. Give us the option to sometimes switch one through five. And I feel like he could do all those consistently. Yeah. You know, I will say he definitely has to work on his timing with shot blocking because all season he's been a little today. He got one, although it was, it was yeah, debatable. He got, he got one. He, uh, yeah, did he, did he credit I, for two. I don't know. I, a, I didn't see. He had at least one more. Where yeah, he yeah, made, two. He had at least one more where he like he affected it in a huge way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I do love that. He loves challenging the rim. Like we, we gotta use that, especially for a team that lacks athleticism. Like there's an option right here that you don't yeah. have to play. Nobody's saying play Sean Moon, Sean Stewart for 20 minutes. Give him 10 yeah. minutes, let him impact the game. And if he's giving you more, yeah. play him the rest of the game. So um I think I, it's time just to put him in the rotation. Yeah. I don't know why, and especially with the problems that we very clearly that we so so clearly had against Pitt without Mark Mitchell in the game. We, and I, I've tweeted about this endlessly, in May, I tweeted, 
our guard depth is fine. Our big man depth was fine because because ever we were looking at Shedrick, we were looking at Uday, we were looking at all these big men. I was like, do we need to look at a wing though? Because like like a wing with size. Because we've got Mark Mitchell who can guard guys who are like six seven, six eight. But who else on the team can guard guys who are six seven, six eight, like consistently all game? Nobody. No, no, none of them. None of them. Right? People would say to me, "Well, Tyrese Proctor." Yeah, dude, but but like look at the Blake Hinson matchup. Blake Hinson's like 6'7, 230, and Tyrese Proctor's 6'5, like 180. You know what I mean? Like that's not that's not a fair ask. We need another guy who can do that. And Sean Stewart can do that. He's gonna he's gonna foul a lot. He's a freshman. He's learning, he's learning the defense, like you said. He's learning multiple positional defensive uh roles, you know, but like look at his rebounding. Look at the shot blocking. Look at the energy. If we're playing Jalen Blakes to guard fours at times, which we've done, I see no reason why, and I love Jalen Blakes, but there, I see no reason why we can't play Sean Stewart for some of those minutes. Like, I, I right. it's baffling to me. And again, hopefully, I'm very, very hopeful that John saw and learned from what I would consider a mistake last game. And but I'm not paid millions of dollars, but I would consider it a mistake last game and, and play him and play him yeah. more just to see if he commits five fouls in 10 minutes. Okay. Then give him the Josh Hairston award and let him sit on the bench and it's fine. But like, let him, let him get through it. Let him work through it. Mark Williams. Somebody brought up Mark Williams. It took Mark Williams two years. Dude, mm-hmm. do you remember Mark Williams's defense away from the ball freshman year? Like, remember in the ACC tournament in his freshman year, we played against Boston College, and there was that, like, 6'8 dude with a with a neck beard who was, like, you know, 220 or whatever, who was just, like, posting up Mark and going to work. And now, and, like, two or three years later, Mark Williams is a terrific NBA defender. You got to let him play. Yeah. yeah. ACC Defensive Player of the Year, year two. ACC Defensive Player of the Year, year two, year one, end of the year. He's getting owned by a neckbeard from Boston College. Year two, ACC Defensive Player of the Year. You got to let these guys take their lumps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, someone did ask. I forgot. I forgot who asked it, but they they said you guys have to talk about it. Um, so I guess we could touch on it briefly. The Do you think Emil Jefferson leaving has affected our development of bigs? Uh, I I don't know. Is is my is my bullshit answer? I uh, it's just wasn't he only on the bench for a couple of years at Duke? Like you like two three years something like this. When did Emil leave? He left this summer. Yeah, and so he was there. He so he was there for like two years on the bench, maybe. Yeah, two or three. I think a three. Yeah, and like most and most of those guys, you know, struggled at the beginning and got better. That's definitely true. But like Sean could get better. And also Flip is I think Flip is different. I think Flip is different than like it's also easy for us to sit here and say, well, he helped Mark Williams and Derek Lively develop when Mark Williams and Derek Lively are freaks. <laughs> like Mark Williams and Derek Lively are giants with insane wingspans and very good basketball IQ who can leap out of the gym and they know their role like very precisely. And I think that's different than what flip is being asked to do. Yeah. 
So it's not like I don't I don't think if the question is like, is Emil leaving why Flip is having some struggles here? I mean, maybe Flip and Emil were getting along. I don't know. Possibly. Uh, But I also just I, I think it's a different type of game that Flip is having to play. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I won't fully discredit Emil. I think definitely Mark Williams, there's definitely development there, especially. I'm not, say, especially I'm not saying they're not. I'm not saying he's yeah, not. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just like a very different like piece of clay to sculpt than than Flip is, and especially given the role that Flip is being asked to play. Right. Right. Um, you know, we don't know what a meal was like with a guy who is popping threes. You yeah. know. Um, or a guy that can't like dunk over people with like insane alacrity, right? Like I don't. Uh, it, it's harder for Flip to do those things, so you, he's got to work uh, a little harder and and figure out some of those things. Um, but Flip also let's let's also be clear when we talk about like expectation. Flip is so much better this year than he was last year. Also, like. Mm, don't say so much better, bro. Let's not get back into that conversation, bro. No, I'm not. I'm not saying he lived up to expectations in the same way that Proctor hasn't lived up to expectations either. But like in the same way that Proctor hasn't lived up to expectations, but is provably better than he was last year. I think Flip is also provably better than he was last year. So it's not like he's. It's not like he's not developing. It's not like he's going backwards. Yeah. It's just he's. It's just he's not where this team kind of really needs him to be in terms of consistency. Yeah, that's fair. And um, I agree with Connor's point a little bit too, that there is a bit of an athleticism issue uh, at times with flip. Yeah. I think. Although I don't, the thing is with flip and athleticism, I've seen bigs less athletic be more dominant. Yeah. I, How, I do feel like part, part of his, Part of it is approach and mindset, like just even the aspect of someone mentioned it or, um, in the comments, consistently shooting fadeaway jumpers in the post or, you know, consistently searching for contact, the pump faking when he's under the rim. Like I think it's slight, slight tweaks to his approach yeah. um, that could change completely how, how how he's dominant. How many, how many of the less athletic bigs are – sophomores who are also being asked to be the number one guy on their team you know what i mean uh, the, the, the first guy i think of though was drew timmy because he flip is more athletic than drew timmy oh definitely and, and flip probably has a better outside he has a better outside shot than drew Timmy. 100 oh, percent, and he's a better so, passer than drew timmy yeah so i think yeah. it's it like yeah the athleticism thing is not an excuse to me at least on the college level pro level for sure Drew Timmy's footwork was just insane. I, like th- there could be a he all Drew Timmy was also playing uh, you know plumbers and firemen half the season. I <laughs> <laughs> like I, he's great. Don't get me wrong. Drew Timmy is is someone who is unbelievable at the game of basketball. Um, but again, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard. I, again, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. And I mean, maybe this can segue into what we also need to talk about, which is like what our outlook is yeah. season wise going forward. But, but, but Tristan, before Tristan I do, also but, pointing out sophomore Timmy, maybe not so great. Um, I'd have to look at the numbers, but um, before we jump into the, the, the team aspect, I do one person we do probably have to talk about is Tyrese Proctor. 
I don't think we talked about Tyrese Proctor tonight. 24 yeah, points, four assists. A little at the beginning. Um, then we I forget. Yeah, it's because I was talking and you weren't listening. Uh, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think that if we can get some like not even from a scoring perspective, but from an aggress aggression perspective, if we can get a Tyrese Proctor like this throughout the season, then. Duke's ceiling gets so much higher. I mean, like our season is significantly higher upside if Tyrese Proctor is driving to the hole, <laughs> is doing those step backs. I, I don't think there's going to be a junior year Proctor. I, I love him. I would love nothing more, but I don't think it's going to happen, dude. He's too good. The flashes are too are too sexy. Um, so you know, we'll we'll see, but. But again, we need consistency because we've seen Tyrese do these things in flashes. It's the same question with Flip. We've seen Flip be dominant for stretches. It's it's about can we do it like every game without like a 10 to 12 minute stretch where we're like, what happened to this guy? Yeah. You know, um, that's that's something that we could certainly work on. But Proctor's even younger than Flip, if I recall correctly. I mean, Proctor's a young, young dude. So like and and clearly strength is still an issue. I'm assuming Monty you're referring to Brendan Marks uh, saying that he assumes Tyrese Proctor will come back next year. Um, I would assume diff. I would personally assume differently than Brendan Marks. I think yeah. he is. I think he is only making that assumption based on the fact that Proctor is not projected as a first round draft pick anywhere, uh, right. which is true. Um, but it's a question of do we think that Proctor would rather come back or um, leave and maybe be picked in like the, the high second round? It's a great question that I don't have a good answer to. It depends on his NIL, certainly. It depends on how much he likes the guys he's playing with, I guess. You know, it depends on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I, I do think he still has first. I do. I do think he still has first round potential. Um, I don't think the that's gonna really tonight. Tonight is like I could see Jonathan giving me be posting the highlights from tonight and be like, "Oh, this is why you know we projected him as a top ten pick before the season." Like it really only takes a couple of games to flash this. He may do it. He may yeah. need it in a, a bigger game. He needs it Maybe, in a bigger game. Yeah, that's, he does this against UNC. Thing. Yeah, he does this against UNC. And he doesn't have to play. Like I told y'all, remember last year, Derek Lively, he once he had that game against Armando Baycott, it was sealed. Top ten pick, top yeah, ten yeah, pick. Sure. That was locked. Um, yeah, I I agree. I think Proctor and McCain both their numbers against good teams uh, are significantly lower, and so I do think for either of them. Uh, they, they have time. That's true, but not a lot of opportunity. Way less opportunity than you'd think. We've got like at, yeah. we've got two UNC games, maybe Clemson. Like, but there's not a lot of like high profile guards that he's going to get to go up against there in the ACC. You know, um, so yeah, I think Proctor and McCain are both shooting like. Last I looked, something like sub twenty percent from three on in big games. You know, those numbers have to be better. Um, they just yeah. do. Um, I, I I think that 
both of them could theoretically be back. I just think Proctor, with this being his second year, it'd be more likely that he would go. Um, but you never know. Yeah, um, Bruce, This the one thing I'll say is I hate that people are kind of attaching this team to a one-and-done era because it's not a one-and-done era team. Um, I understand that it's just yeah. one extra year, but like we can't really compare this team to a one-and-done team just off the fact that, you know, um, we have three freshmen returning and then also, we have a junior returning. Isn't Bruce Wayne a UNC fan? Dude, Roy Williams was famous for conning these dudes into coming back multiple Come years. on, bro. Come, Come on. on. Baycott was a uh, McDowell's All-American brother or there for five years, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, he, uh, he, they, they bullied Walker Kessler, NBA player Walker <laughs> Kessler out of town. They bullied Daron Sharp. Sharp into leaving early. NBA player, Daron, like NBA player-ish, Daron Sharp. You know what I mean? That's, Better this uh, year. Yeah, he's, a, he's all right. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what will happen with next year's guard rotation. Uh, that's a problem for later. Really, like, I want to put all of my positive energy and vibes into this season going well enough that Proctor can go. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we want. We want the season to go well enough that Proctor is a first-round pick and that he can become a, a really nice NBA player. That that would be nice, you know? Oh, the, the, yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on Theo Pinson. That, oh, I'm not even going. I'm not even going. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay off it. Stay off it. Tyrese Proctor. Yes, I, I, I agree. Kind of like we mentioned earlier, if we do get this Tyrese Proctor um, the rest of the season, I think, number one, uh, he'll probably enter back into the draft um, talks and it'll raise Duke's ceiling. I do feel like Proctor will still leave personally if he's a second rounder. I think it's possibly because Kayla Foster is not entering in the draft. I mean, we can pretty much guarantee that at this point. I feel like he'll benefit yeah. from uh, a second year more than anybody else. Um, so, you know. Yeah, he ha he had a really tough yeah, – he was <laughs> – I don't want to be dismissive because he's a freshman and like freshmen are going to take their lumps. He he was running laps tonight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he, he was logging miles. Like, I, like what, what were his stats? 27 minutes. He took two shots, missed them both one rebound or two, two rebound. I can't see it from here. Two, two, two rebounds, two assists, two turnovers. Zero I mean, points. My, my man was running laps, man. Like, it's fine. Like, freshmen are going to have bad games. Jared McCain, until he hit that big three at the end, was was having a struggle game, too. Well, you know, like, freshmen, it's not a judgment against them. I, I will be very, very stoked when those guys are in Duke uniforms next year. He was getting some cardio. He, he put on his Apple Watch, you know, he – he clicked on the he clicked on the he clicked on the picture of Common and uh, you know he, <laughs> he he got his uh, Apple Exercise Plus uh, you know workout in you know yeah. Nick is playing four guards at once even though they're great a mistake it depends on the lineup uh, preseason I did an entire podcast on my on my old show about how I was very concerned about what our defense would look like with three guards on the floor much less four. And I think a lot of those concerns have bared have bore fruit, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I think, yeah. I think that you know. Luckily, Jeremy Roach has improved tremendously on that end. Uh, but Proctor being injured and not being his full self, McCain and Foster, I think, are decent on ball. But again, they're freshmen; they're struggling off ball. They'll be better next year. 
I, I have full yeah. confidence in that. They'll be yeah. better by the end of this year. Um, yeah. They'll just play through it. Um, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, I, Connor's I, making an interesting point. <laughs> no, here. I don't think it's interesting. I'll be honest. I, yeah. I'm very against it because I think we've seen more more sample sizes of freshmen returning that you know sure. have good good sophomore years rather than you know this year what it was. And also this year I think was a different situation because it was three of them um, rather than most years where it's one. You know where you look at a Grayson, yeah. you look at a Lucanar, you look at a Trey Jones. I think we For have sure. more history of it working than this year. I mean, Mark Williams, Mark Williams. Matt Hurt. I mean, he's not a guard. Matt Hurt, yeah. Another huge leap from freshman to sophomore year. Yeah, generally our freshman to sophomore leaps are are sizable. Um, My only concern is not about – my only concern is is about Foster is not about his his play. Uh, His play will be tremendous. I think that – Duke fans in particular, and especially with Cooper Flag on the team, we want like a very pure point guard, like a pass first guy. You know, your your Joneses, uh, your Proctor to some extent, right? Um, who can score, but also look to create first and foremost. And I do foster just hasn't maybe had the opportunity to show that as much so far this season. So I would understand some uh, reluctance on the part of some Duke fans. If we think, Hey, he's our creator for others next season. He has been solid for a freshman and obviously McCain has been tremendous. Um, Yeah. It's, it's just a question of are, are these guys, the guys who, who create for others, uh, at a high enough rate uh, in order to run the show. I, I do think Foster will be fine in that regard, but I also concede that so far this season, he has not shown it at a high sample. Yeah. Yes, Jeremy Rose can come back. Um, I mean, I'd love it, but I don't think it'll happen. I think I think he's proven enough. Yeah, I don't know if he'll return to college, but you know, you never know. You never know. It's another year, another NIL bag. You hey, never know. You and know. he's not. I, there is something interesting about the fact that he is not like. Again, I don't mean this is shade at all. He's not an NBA draft prospect at all. You know, mm. he's a guy who, who if he plays in the league, will have to go to the G League and he'll have to play his way up. I mean, that's that's just the reality of it. And so. Yeah. I do think that provides interesting NIL opportunity for a, for a guy like Jeremy to return if he so chooses. Um, again, I would love it. He's He's been such a calming and steadying force. And next year's team is going to be young, young, young. Like very yeah. young. Younger than younger than Ryan. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> um, I will say, uh, Kristen Reeves, I don't um, – there's some whispers he might be done for the year. I don't think it's official. Um, I would be stunned if he came back. Surgery, surgery is possibly option. Um, Even if he doesn't, you have to think that red shirt is on the table to save the season. I mean, like you, you just have yeah, to, yeah. You have to I, think yeah. that that's going to be what happens. Uh, like unless unless something drastic changes. I mean, maybe maybe he's just not officially redshirting because maybe something drastic could change and and 
in case of emergency break glass. But like, I, I think it would be wise for him to save this season. Yeah. I don't think he's fit for this season anyway. Um, I agree. Um, but yes. Okay. We could talk about the outlook. Well, you say, well, let me answer this. What are the chances? Get, why you got to say the African big man? Why, why can't you just say his name, type his name out, bro? Why you got to oh, say the African? Like for those listening, Brandon <laughs> McStay asks, what's the chances Duke gets the African big man? <laughs> that is a crazy question, bro. You could have just typed his name, maybe shortened his name, gave him a nickname saying, you know. We uh, did give him a nickname. African. <laughs> he said African. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, I hope you know I am African myself, Brandon. So come on, brother. Be better. Yeah, but you know, well, we know he's not talking about you because you're not a big man. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but still. Uh, <laughs> bro, his name uh, is not 40 letters, bro. His name is like 13 letters. Yo, that is, <laughs> yo. What is the word? Is it xenophobic? Is the word? That shit is, is xenophobic. <laughs> yo, go, go. Come on, Brandon. Be better, bro. Bro, my man's name is 13 letters, I bet. I, I don't have it in front of me, but but I bet it's 13. You know what I mean? Yo, yo you could have just said <laughs> KM. 40 letters. <laughs> you think he's one nah. of the Kumpos or whatever, we're, you know what I mean? We're not making it racial. Relax. Relax, Wally. Um, but I think that – I think, like, we, we kind of discussed this on the last episode, no? Yeah. Um, or at least the audio pod. But yeah, I think I think Duke has a good chance. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Seems the Luau right. Dan connection, Luau Dan connection is strong, um, and he is someone that I mean, typically people from the NBA Academy Africa they're not really in tune with the college collegiate level and what happens at college. And Lou is really close to him, so Lou is going to be a voice in his ear. That may be pushing – we don't know if he's pushing him to Duke, but assume, we can assume that, you know, he's going to pitch Duke as an option. Um, but, yeah, he could still very well go to the back to the NBA Academy. Um, the G League night at night is an option. Um, but I think Duke has a good chance. And if they do add him, I, I saw I saw Giveny had him as Number maybe three. the third pick. Yeah, overall, which is crazy. That's, that's, that's Duke possibly having a one and three. Usually when that happens – we make a deep run, um, you know, so that yeah, would be fun. I get a, I get a little worried, <coughs> especially as it pertains to Givony the uh, Gavoni. I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say Gavoni's name. I'll be honest. Yeah, Gavoni's harder than than Mal, I think it's Malawak. I hope, I hope you're saying it right. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard like broadcast say Malawak. Okay, I've not I have not heard his name pronounced out loud once. All I know is that when we talked about it with Ryan, Ryan's pronunciation was uh Maliki. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, look, I'm not gonna say he wasn't in the ballpark, but it was it was a big stadium, you know what I mean? So uh I I just always think, first of all, like when Gaboni has dudes or international prospects, he tends to rank them really, really high in terms of their upside, not in terms of their college readiness. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even saying that the dude is not college ready, but like he had like two of those UCLA guys in his top 10 at the beginning of the season or whatever. And, the, and UCLA stinks because those guys like just straight up aren't ready to play college right now. Again, I'm not saying this guy isn't, 
But when it's an international player, sometimes because of like the varying degree of competition they're playing, sometimes it can be a bit of a roll of the dice. The other thing that I would say is, uh, and I, I think I texted you about this. Anytime a dude is rumored to be choosing between a college and like G League Ignite or pro options, I just always assume they're going pro. Like I, that's no insight. Like I have no scoop. I have no actual clue. It's just I feel like when Ignite is mentioned and when pro options are mentioned, like 90% of the time, dudes just take a pro route. So, you know, I think it would be great to have him just in terms of the sheer size and talent. Uh, certainly, I've seen some clips of him. The guy's got unicorn potential all over him. It would be really cool to have him. But I also think that getting like a big man in the portal who is older so that we have some serious age on our roster along with the freshmen and sophomores that will be there. Cause it's going to be a very freshman sophomore heavy roster next season. So if we can get a senior or two in there through the portal, that would be really, really valuable in my opinion. So All right. we'll see either, either direction. I, I think we can't lose. If we get him, it would be great. If we don't get him, there are paths to it for it to be great. All the same. We have, what do you have a final pronunciation? Um, guess. Me? Yes. Not, Go you're ahead. Not, give, give, you're, not, you're not catching me out there like that. Give, give us something. Give us you're something. You're not catching me out there like that. Russ, give us something. We have the answer. So My man's give name is something. AM. Oh, you're, you're weak. You're weak. All right. Here's the official <laughs> pronunciation. Here is the official pronunciation. Maloach. Maloach is my last name. You know what's so I, think, I think Jamie I think Jamie Shaw said in the comments on the show with Ryan I think he said I knew it ended in Och but I wasn't sure about everything else but I was pretty sure it ended in Och so Malawa you weren't sure about you weren't sure about everything else everything else was easy <laughs> yeah I know I just I never I'd never seen a clip of him say his own name or even of an announcer say his name so I was like. Shit, man, I just don't know. Like, until I find out, I don't know. So that's the first time I've seen it. That's great. Now I know how to say it. Malawatch. That's easy. Malawatch. Malawatch. So we and, got And it. Common, is Common how you say his first name? Yeah, you said Common. Let's play it one more time for, for the listeners on uh, online and on the pod. Malawatch. Malawatch is my last name. Yeah. Common. Yeah, Common okay. Malawatch. Great. Yeah, somebody said Russ is smarter than Ryan with this. Yeah, Ryan dove in head first. He just went for yeah. it. You know he probably I mean? said Maluki. Maluki. Called him the African <laughs> big man is what he called <laughs> Uh Lastly, we could jump into our, I guess, overall expectations for this team. Um, where are we landing right now? In your eyes, what are we? A second-round team, first-round team? Final Four championship? Yeah, so much of it, it depends on the seed. So much of it depends on the seed. You know, I, I think if we end up, like, uh, Torvik has us projected as a five seed right now, you know, with how he projects the rest of the season to go. I think that's very fair. I think if we're a five seed, it's it's going to be a battle because you're going to have a really brutal first-round draw. You're going to have one of the best mid-majors in the country. And then you're going to have some four seed, probably again, another try hard physical ass sec team. So, I mean, that's, that's a going to be a brutal draw. I think if we can win enough games, we get to a three seed. 
I like a lot more our chances to do Sweet 16, uh, maybe Elite Eight. And once and once you're in the Elite Eight, you know, like what happens to the team at the top of the bracket? We don't know what happens in those first three games, right? Like it's a, it's about creating the opportunity for yourself. And so for me, I'm less concerned about what happens in the actual tournament. I'm way more concerned about the seed. Can we get to a three seed? That's mm. that's my number one focus. Yeah, and when they're that. healthy, I think they can get there. But I mean, we were healthy in the first half of this game and you know had had some dry spells here and there like i think consistency is going to be massive for these guys and i think it's too soon to say whether this team can be consistent which considering four of the five starters is returning is not optimal yeah yeah um marley that's a cop-out brother that's a cop-out we said right now right now if you had to say where this team is at Right now, what do you think? You know, uh, personally, I as of right now, I look at this team and I'm, I'm seeing a again, it depends on seeds. It I also think depends, get a, it depends on matchup, too, man. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it really does. This, this, if you told me this team makes a final four because we're all healthy, I would fully believe it. If you told me this team lost in the first round because we drew a brutal 12 seed, I would totally believe it. You know, like it's, there's just a wide variance right now until they show that they fight every single game. I mean, yeah, you know, there is a stat though, that with um, this lineup, Foster wrote, uh, not wrote, yeah, Roach, um, who was the third? McCain, Mitchell, and Flip, they're 8-0 this season. With this starting lineup, so um, I don't know if this starting lineup is going to last, but you know, I think it's a team that can they could they can make it to a Sweet Sixteen, and the Sweet Sixteen is going to be t- depend on who they they meet really, like because if we get another physical team, right now we haven't shown that we respond well to physical teams. Um, yeah, and, last year we were a five seed, right? Were we a five seed? I think we were a five because we played Oral Roberts. And yeah, then I think yes, Tennessee, yeah. I think Tennessee was the four. I I think if we were a five seed again this year, it would it, it would be a failure. Just you can't call it anything else than a failure. Like the the expectations are too high. You know, you can't be a five seed, return four of your five starters and be a five seed again. That'd be brutal. You know, mm. oh some people are saying we were a four seed. So fair fair enough. Point still applies. Point still applies. You can't say stagnant when you return four of your five title, uh, four of your five starters. You can't do it. You've got to show that you're better this year than you were last year. No, um, we were a five seed, dude. That's what. Uh, well, why were people in the comments saying that we were a four seed? Uh, I was I pretty know. confident we were a five seed. Some people <laughs> trying to trip me out here, man. <laughs> you were definitely, we were definitely a five we're seed. Was a twelve, man. It was the scary 5-12 game. Yeah. God damn it. These, we people were, com- <laughs> these people trolling me in the comments, man. Yeah. We were, we gotta we be were wearing road unis. Road unis. Yeah. You know, and here's – I asked you this, uh, Zion, in text, and I'm going to put it on on the record right now because I think it's an important question to ask. Let's, let's say we end up with a five seed this year, right? Let's say that happens. I think it's a realistic outcome. If Duke was a five seed last year and a five seed this year, and the coach's name was John Smith, 
<laughs> Here we go. I'm going to sit you back on I mean? this one. You know what I mean? If if his name was John Smith and he was not part of the Duke Brotherhood and he was not a guy that I absolutely love from his time playing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, how 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 warm would the seat be going into the Cooper flag season? You know what I mean? <laughs> if we get a three, this can all be this this would all be canceled out, by the way, with a strong end of the season, a three seed, a sweet 16, elite eight, whatever it is. If we're showing improvement, great. You know, great. Improvement is what matters. But if we stay stagnant at Duke University and the coach's name was John Smith, and he was Bill Self's best assistant, and he had never coached uh, at, a, at a high major level, right? He had never been a head coach, and he had two years, and at Duke he was a five-seed and a five-seed. Then how? just how warm does the seat get? What, per, what percentage? That, but that's a good point for Brandon, though. That That is a good point. John, won, John Smith won an ACC title in his first year, you know. That does CCC tournament title, but yes, yeah, it was. I mean, the tournament title means more than the regular season title. Um, it's a sub, sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, that does kind of I feel like alleviate some of the heat that will come because you know, obviously, yeah. we were five C last year, but if you had to rate his first year, um, you probably rated a success. Yeah, um, and like this a B, one, like a good, yeah. a solid B. You know. Yeah, but now, now you want to give Bs. Very interesting. Don't uh, be plus. But, you know, this year, if we were a five seed again, that is considered a failure, especially if we don't make a run. Um, and then next year, I think, <clears throat> depending on the result of that, that determines, I think, whether he'd be – on the hot seat or not. Um, yeah. Well, obviously the Cooper flag season will determine a lot of things regardless, unless this season has a deep, unless this season has a deep run, right? Like a lot can change if shit gets better. If shit gets better, mm -hmm. then these struggles are but a distant memory, right? But like, I just think that, I think that too often, I've had a lot of people in my comments say, well, UConn won the title last year as a four seed. It's like, yeah, but they were like 14 and O before they had a tough stretch and they beat every team by double figures. And then they had a tough stretch. And then the second that tough stretch ended, they beat everyone by double figures, like the entire rest of the season, you know, yeah. like Duke just, Duke just hasn't done that this year. Like four seeds don't win the title traditionally for a reason, you know, inconsistent inconsistency consistency is the name of the game you've got to be able to beat teams in a big way repeatedly especially the teams that you are supposed to beat in a big yeah. way and yeah. i agree with barley also i think we we have a very good chance of beating tennessee if mark mitchell plays and then this whole conversation is very different because that that side of the bracket was wide open so then like what happens in the next round you, you don't know right um, what? Oh, bro, Bruce Wayne, get out this chat, man. Yo, the fact you've been a UNC fan and you've been here for an hour and 14 minutes hey, is kind of crazy. We, we appreciate the viewership. We appreciate the engagement. We appreciate the viewership, but dang, bro, that is what you call rent free. I, I think that I think that Hubert is also such a great example of like, I, 
me bringing up this conversation has nothing to do with whether John is a good coach. I, I think that John absolutely can become a really good coach. It has more to do with the pressure that comes with being at a blue blood. Hubert, until February, his first season <laughs> or whatever, was uh, persona non grata, right? And then he wins the two big games against K, goes to the final, uh, goes to the championship game. Everyone's like, he's the future. Then last season happens. Persona non grata once again. It doesn't matter that he went to the championship the season before. He came into this season, people were like, oh, Hubert. Now they're great. Now he's a great coach again, right? When you're at a blue blood, you it is a what have you done? As Janet Jackson said, what have you done for me lately? You know what I mean? That's, that is all that matters at a blue blood. Until you have a title, it is what have you done for me lately? <laughs> because I tell you this, if, if Hubert wins the ACC this year and they lose in the first round somehow, conversation is going to get interesting again. And it won't, and it won't matter that they played brilliantly all season. <laughs> what have you right. done for me lately? Right? right. So until you have the safety net of a title, it, it, none of the rest matters, right? You've got to show consistent improvement. You've got to show that you can be competitive up at the highest level repeatedly and not fail when you're at a UNC, when you're at a Duke. So it has nothing to do with John's coaching ability. Me asking this question, it has to do with like, People expect results and they don't expect to wait for results the way people waited for results when K came here. People ain't going to wait four or five years to, to, to figure out, Oh, has he got the juice? You know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're, we're going we're gonna to find out now. And if we don't find out, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to even think that's the other thing. We can't even think about the alternative, dude. I was tweeting. I was texting you about this too. <laughs> John Shire needs to be the he needs to be the dude. I need him to be the dude because if he's not the dude, then it's gonna stretch out for a while of him not being the dude, it's gonna be bad. And then they're gonna replace his ass with Tommy Yamaker, and that shit's not gonna go well either. No comment. No <laughs> and it's comment. gonna be a and it's gonna be a run, dude. Well, that was public knowledge. I, that was reported. I plead everywhere. the fifth. You can plead the fifth all you want, man. Michigan seat the, the hall and he, he hadn't won an Ivy League title in a decade. I don't think that. I don't oh, think that. Oh man, this is out. crazy. I don't Tommy think it will work out. Am I? Am I tripping? I don't think. Brother, in the comments. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Plead the fifth. I don't think I'm wrong, man. So I need John to be the dude, and he has shown flashes. Again, he's a young coach. He's going to take his lumps too. I fully acknowledge that. I just, I just hope that with this great group and with the great group that we'll have next year, that we get the results that, that will give him the time to continue to grow. That's, that's what I hope for. That is what I hope. <laughs> you know hey, what I mean? Man. I'm going to give him, I, I'm gonna give him some time, man. I'm going to give him some time. We, we need to give him time. I, I agree, but, but he's got to have results in that time. Yeah, he's got to have yeah. some results in that time. Hey, man. People are people. If people think I'm wrong, then then let let the shit even go ten degrees south and see and see how people respond, man. I th I think I think no. Next year is just a really true evaluator. Just off the fact when you do look at our past, I think our best teams 
in the past since 2015. To, to be honest, all of those teams have had three first-round picks or more in the first round. It's a lot of talent. When you look, when you look at Paolo's team, Bagley's team, Zion's team, Jaleel's team, even Tatum's team got hot at the end, um, you know, and, you know, although they had a early ending, they became what they could could have become um, in the ACC tournament. But those those four, at least, 15, Bagley, yep. Zion, and then Paolo's team, all of them had top picks for one, and they had three first-round picks. Tremendous talent, and part of and part of that talent was also making sure that those players were uh, were ready to play and were good and and developed over the summer and played together as a team and had chemistry and all those things. Yeah, yeah. put up put up Carlton Rand's comment, <laughs> bro. Dude, there's like, you know what? Like, what what happens though? if the Cooper flag season doesn't go the way that you want it to, you know what I mean? I think it will go the way we want it to, but like, you have to also just, this is just what my point is. Like it's a results oriented thing. If you can't deliver with the dude on your floor, I don't think you get, well, he's still learning. You know what I mean? I just don't, I don't, I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong in terms of that. And by the way, all of what I've said is hypothetical because I think he is the dude and he needs to be the dude. But that's why getting back to this season, we've got to show improvement this year. We've got to yeah. show improvement this year. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think I don't think a lack of improvement is going to be tolerated by people. I really, really don't. I really don't. He can get one mulligan, maybe. And after that. <laughs> hey law i'm not saying he has to win it all in like two or three years but he's got to show that he's that he can be the dude he's got to show he can oh, be the dude my 4k my 4k let me get that off the screen let me get that off the screen man yeah now people now people are telling me i'm not wrong that's good <laughs> i was about to say <laughs> i don't i don't think i'm wrong here but like again he's he's got to be the guy he's got to be the guy we need him to be the guy He's one of my favorite players. I was at Duke when he was there. He's incredible. But I just I we need him to be the guy. And I really want this season to end in a really nice run. Yeah. I mean I don't know what the <laughs> consistency thing, but like if we can figure out the consistency, then then the talent is all there. I still think the talent is there. It's the consistency. So, so let's look our, let's quickly look at our next our next couple games. Because there has to be a game in late January, maybe February, early February, that has to be the switch game where we flip the switch. Hold on. Let me see this question. Did Zion say how far Duke would go? Yeah, I said um, uh, Sweet 16. And, you know, it's dependent on matchups, but. I'll go. I'll go see Swiss Sweet Sixteen as of right now, as of right now. Um, but let's look at the schedule real quick. I mean, I mean Clemson. Clemson is a big one. Clemson's a big one. Here we go. Clemson. 
Oof. Oof. This I didn't the, realize Carolina is that close. Dude, this is the this is the stretch. This is the stretch where I said we have to win. I said earlier in the season we have to win two of these three games. If we want any chance of uh, – if we want a prayer of an ACC regular season title, we got to win three out of three games. But in order to be a, like considered a good team, we got to win two of these three games. And the game at Cameron Indoor Stadium against Clemson? That's a must win. That's a must win, especially given how the last game went in Cameron. You cannot yeah. let Clemson waltz in and beat you on your home. You can't lose two in a row at Cameron. If you lose two in a row at Cameron – Warm up the bus, dude. <laughs> Warm up the bus. You oh, can't man. lose two in a row. You can't lose two in a row at Cameron, dude. Then we're getting uh, approaching late January. This is no longer early January. This is you know how we're playing into February now. Um, but yeah, that the Virginia Tech game actually scares me the most here. Obviously, we've talked about it enough. What we do at Virginia Tech. Um, we lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, we tend to much. do at Virginia Tech is lose. Pretty much. Um, but I'll, say, I'll say this about the Virginia Tech game. They do not have athleticism, like, a, a, at all. Like, they they, they are legit a they, – they have a – this is, sounds like an insult. Maybe it's a little insulting. But they have a really good mid-major roster. Like, they've got mm. dudes – who would be the player of the year at a mid-major level, you know what I mean? But, like, athleticism-wise, can't really defend at this level and can't do anything. But what they can do is shoot the leather off the ball and absolutely yeah. fill it up. And if we leave those corner threes, Mike Young is a smart enough coach to just have these dudes fire <laughs> corner three after corner three, and they'll make 14 threes against us if they're not playing defense. Man, we've already seen we've already seen Hunter Couture, what Hunter Couture has done to us, oh, and then Padula Padula playing out of his mind this year. Like you know, um, I, get I get it. I mean, yeah. they're struggling against BC at home right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing right now they are, but you know, <laughs> that atmosphere a little bit different when Duke comes in there. That's uh, for sure. No question. Oh man, no question. Yeah. And, then, and then the game isn't the first one at UNC. Isn't isn't the one in yes. the week at UNC? Yes. I mean that is a big ask. Um, look, we've been tweeting about some of this. UNC's perimeter defense right now is genuinely historically great in the sense that no team has ever defended the three as well as as they are defending it in terms of three-point percentage right now. A little lucky. And so I think there's a bit of luck in there. Do I do I think they are still a great perimeter defense? Absolutely. Do I think we will struggle to get some threes going against them? I, I 100% do. But I also think that there's a regression monster that's lying in wait somewhere, and I just hope it's when we come to town. If it's when we come to town, then that's going to be a really fun game. If it's not when we come to town, it might not be a fun game. It might be a real not fun game. <laughs> I I do feel weirdly confident about that game. Part of, I mean, part of the reason is because it's Duke UNC. You throw you throw records out the window. You throw trends out the window. I mean, we've seen it. Obviously, we what we did to Carolina two years ago at Carolina, that seemed a little bit more like where the teams were at yeah. um, at the time, but. Carolina was still playing semi bad going into Cameron, and 
obviously did what they did, and, and obviously, you know, we don't got to talk about the rest of the season. Um, yeah, Duke, Duke took I, I, what I really hope that they can take from some of that. I, I thought we played well in the Final Four game. They just made a couple of hard shots. Yeah. Uh, but Duke did not look prepared for that game in Cameron. They looked like they were, you know, taking it for granted. And, you know, there are certainly stories that are out there. Uh, <laughs> I, I would like to think that that is a game on this slate that we don't take for granted, that we don't go, oh, well, it's their championship. Like We better play it like it's our championship. We damn well better play it like it's our championship. One hundred percent. And Bruce Wayne is right. Wake Forest was an exceptional three-point shooting team and just went in there and shot 15% from three on volume. So, I mean, that's that's no joke. They are a, they are a genuinely elite perimeter defense. It's just a matter of how elite. I don't think they are going to hold teams to 23% from three or lower the rest of the season. Yeah. I just I, That would be a historic number. Do I think that they can hold teams to 28, 29% from three? Yeah, I, I do think that they could do that. But that's six whole percent. That's a big difference, you yeah. know. But I, I will say, I mean, that Duke, Duke UNC games, as much as people love them, um, as much as the endings are ultimate classics, probably the best endings in sports, they tend to be ugly anyway. They tend to be very low scoring, tend to be very poor shooting, um, yeah. uh, poor shooting games, ugly games that are muck it up and just end with cinematic endings, you know. But so I don't really even expect the. I don't expect us to shoot well. I don't, I don't, but I don't expect USC to shoot well either. That's typically how it ends up. Besides that one year, we beat them by like thirty. And, um, I, and I think a few of the games that they've played, UNC has shot like thirty percent or less from three. It's not uh, like I don't think they're winning with defense right now. They're straight up winning because their defense is fantastic. Yeah, so you know, yeah, we definitely the field of sixty eight needs to be at the Duke UNC, but it's our invite field us, of sixty eight. Invite us, <laughs> you know. Let's 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 you know, Jeff Goodman. You know, we love y'all, Rob. You know, but y'all y'all should be sending us out there. You know, come on now. Um, I, I need Duke to go on a run in the tournament this year because if they make it to the Final Four, I live a short drive from Phoenix, baby. I would be there with bells on. I would be there with man. absolute bells on, man. you know. Hey, shout out! Hey, shout out to Bruce, man. You know, even though you're a Tar fan, we we do respect that you do watch from start to finish. I thought you were a Duke fan. Russ pointed out you were a Tar fan. I didn't even know you you were a Tar fan, but we definitely appreciate you. Oh um, God, tapping in. Um, but yes, I think we Goodman picked Duke to beat UNC by forty five for Coach Kate. Well, to be honest, I think a lot of people picked Duke to smack UNC that night. I don't think he was the only one. I mean, they just beat UNC by 30 the game before um, at UNC, you know. Um, and UNC yeah. looked defeated. It at was that bad, point, yeah. yeah. That was a bad it, set of circumstances. And I think that was that was the point at which the media uh, frenzy that, that Coach K – very willingly participated in. I think that that bit us a little bit that day. I, yeah. I think that that played a, a role for sure. And it also played a role in motivating UNC without question. I mean, like 
imagine getting that opportunity and they took advantage of it. Right. You know, like that just, that just is what it is. So like Duke has to have that level of hunger always. Right. Duke has to be be mad. Duke has to be like Taylor Swift fans after, uh, you know, an actor that she just wrote a song about mad, you know, I have to bring up Taylor Swift, man. Her fans get mad, dude. Her fans get mad. We need Duke to play Taylor Swift fan level mad. That's what we need. We need, (laughs) We need Duke to play uh, Beyonce Beehive level match. Oh, that is crazy. <laughs> that's um, what I'm saying. We need to be insane out there, dude. That's what we want. <laughs> quick comment on Jay Williams. Oh, you want me? To, I'll comment on Jay Williams. Um, what, did he say? what was he it? Said, he said he uh, said he would transfer to UNC if he if he had to leave Duke. Um, you know. So what? Uh, to me, it's not a so what. To be honest, I thought it was just kind of weak because, like, yo, you've it's one thing if you, you know, um, if you were saying, okay, if I wouldn't have gone to Duke, I, I would have gone to UNC. But the fact that it was after Duke, I don't. Yeah, I don't I mean, really but, care. I'll be honest, I don't care. But I'm just not. Yeah, a, I, I, I I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not a fan of that. I don't know. Let me let me ask you this: If Jay will, because this is this was the context of the comment, obviously. If Jay Will was in high school today and he was watching college basketball today, which player do you think he's watching and going, I I I will play like that guy. I could be that guy. I want to be in that system. Playing it's in it's uh, RJ Davis, right? Yes and no. I mean, but it's, when I mean, you're, that's that's why he said it. He said explicitly that it was because they run faster than any other team and they let the guards score freely and that's why he would go to that's but, why he but would i don't even think that's game. fair because it's just like i don't think there are that many good guards in the country this year um it's very big man oriented um so i mean i i you could go to arizona he could I'm, good, I'm, good I'm sure he i'm sure he probably could have said that too if if kylan boswell was playing at rj davis's level then maybe he would have said that comment but yeah. but he's not. Yeah. RJ is just on a, an absolute heater. And Duke, when Jay Will was there, was the fastest team in the country, I think, at the high major level. And if you told me that UNC was the fastest high major level team right now, I wouldn't be surprised. It's probably them or Alabama, right? Yeah, it's right. Or Arizona. Or Arizona, right? We've, like been, try- we've been trying to say Dukes have played fast or, you know, past – Dude, I don't even want to get into that. That's done. That's dead. That's clearly just not going to happen anytime soon. Although I hope it happens with Cooper Flag. If it doesn't happen, then there will be issues. Bro, don't but, need. Don't, don't we don't need to get to that conversation, dude. If John, yeah, if, John nah, Smith, nah, nah. if John Smith has us at the 250th tempo <laughs> in the country with Cooper Flag, warm up the bus. <laughs> warm up the bus, and right now we are warming up the bus. Cause we got to get out of here. Um, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Um, maybe back Saturday. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be a big game. I mean, like yeah. I, I would certainly be willing. I, I don't know if, you know, Ryan is going to be uh, freed from the uh, institution yeah. where he's being kept right now. Yeah. But yeah. Um, punch, I'm sure we, we, we punched someone on the street. He's in jail tonight. <laughs> we punched uh, someone on the street for, you know, uh, spilling his bush light. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we we appreciate y'all, man. Um, if you're on YouTube, subscribe. Hey, I'm really happy Twitter comments are back. Twitter comments were booming yes, yes. today. 
appreciate y'all. Um, if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment. Like, thumbs um, up. Yeah, give us that thumbs up. And if you're on podcasts, you know, if you're not subscribed already, subscribe, man. Share. You know, we got good numbers on the last uh, audio-only pod. Like I said, audio-only pods are coming back next year. Um, yo, should we do the should we do the uh, the secret word at the end of the show? Nah, it's too oh, many live show? viewers right now. Nah, it's too yeah, many it's live. Not. Yeah. What I, yeah, what I do want to I do want to say I I want Duke on the Apple Podcast chart to be consistently ahead of the UNC podcast. So yeah, like, on, if if you're a Duke fan and you're listening to this, once you see this podcast drop, just hit the download, man. Just hit the download for the rivalry's sake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, can't be land USC pie. Like, come on, bro. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. On, this is a home field uh, hoodie, by the way. Somebody asked that oh, earlier. Home oh, field hoodie. Home field hoodie. Crazy. Crazy. C R A Z I E. Get a discount at home field. Do the thing. Get the discount, man. Do the um, thing. <laughs> but we out. We appreciate y'all for uh, tuning in. What are you doing? Yeah, right man. Russ is getting the closing closing credits on the Russ. Down. Put the thumbs up, man. Put the thumbs up. <laughs> there, there it is. Go. There Let's go. go.